are This is a Mystery, and it's a Canadian mystery, but we're about to find it's an example of something in the, as I love one of my favorite words, is underbelly. This is the underbelly of the art world, and we're just hearing about it. The Shadow Laurier is releasing more information from their investigation on what they know about that famous Churchill portrait that was switched, it was stolen. And somebody planned it, and they made a fake, and they, and it may have been sitting there for eight months. Now they're saying it was done by a professional. So in our minds, we're looking to the nation's capital, the ever-famous historical Shadow Laurier, and imagining who did this and how did they pull it off. As we say, it's uh, very similar to the Thomas Crown Affair. And when we pull back the layers here, we may find out that this is a world that is dark and there is a Canadian angle here. Mark Starling is president of the Canadian Art Shipping Company, PacArt, and chair of the International Convention of Exhibition and Fine Art Transporters. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thank you, Arlene. Um, Just a quick uh, correction. I'm the past pre- uh, president of ISFAT, the International Convention of Exhibitions in Fine Art Transporters. The current, the the, the current chairman <laughs> would be would be dismayed if he heard that. <laughs> all right, all right. I was giving okay. you giving you power that you had previously, but you did have it pre- previously. Mark, what do you know about how this story could have happened? It doesn't even sound like something that could happen in a, in Canada here. It sounds like something that would happen in the fine art salons, but somebody wanted that picture of Winston Churchill, and they got it somewhere. Somebody went to a lot of trouble. Is this an unusual kind of a theft? Well, here's the inside scoop. You're going to get it first here. Um, It was Dr. No, and he (laughs) wanted to get it for his personal collection. (laughs) I fell for that for a minute. I grabbed my pen. (laughs) <laughs> De- definitely, definitely not a James Bond scenario. <laughs> Nobody was crawling beneath Hollywood lasers. <laughs> no, not that we know of, but we don't know. Somebody wanted it. First of all, what would the reason be? How do you sell this something like this? Or, is, or in your opinion, is this somebody who just wanted to hold it and keep it? Yeah, two, two good reasons. It, it could be someone who it just really desires this piece, has an affinity, has an attraction to the piece or to the artist. Um, but the other side is, is of course, maybe, maybe it could be for monetary gain, um, which would be quite difficult in our industry. And how difficult is it? How do you sell, let me just ask you, how the heck do you sell a painting that you've stolen and created a fake? Yeah, it, it's very hard. It would be to somebody that's not knowledgeable. You're, not, you're certainly not going to get any kind of value out of it. You know, you, Maybe you put it on eBay. Uh, but uh, it, it's, you know, people within the, the uh, art community, um, they understand that. This, this piece is now what I, what I call tainted. Mm-hmm. So anybody that has any, um, that would maybe want to pay that kind of money or any kind of money close to that, they're, they're not going to touch it because they, they know they can't do anything with it after that. Well, then why do people steal famous paintings? Why do we hear about paintings around the world with famous names, and we find them years later. Why do they take them there if if, if they can't do it, anything it, with it? 
Yeah, it's it's an odd thing. I, I think that there, there's a lot of reasons for that, and I think mainly in in the in uh, art theft sort of realm of things, um, it, it's not not really a do it for order kind of situation. They do it, and then it's like, what am I going to do with this now? It, it's it's it really isn't uh, like a lot of high place criminals looking to steal masterpieces all over the place. No, but we do hear about it, and we knew that there are there were kind of uh, veins of it, certainly in Europe. But let me ask you then, you know, this creates a feeling of mystery, but it also creates a lot of questions about security. I mean, we all imagine the Shadow Laurier would have security. Somebody had to take it down. Somebody had to put the other one up. You know, is it an inside job? They say it was done by a professional. So if it was a professional, they're out there somewhere. Yeah, I, I can't I can't say it was a professional or, or it wasn't in-house. That That's, you know, we're making speculation on this. And we're going to, I'm sure more will come forward on this in, at some point in time. If you sell a Canadian, if you sell art that is stolen, is there a punishment for that? I mean, is there... Is it like a normal crime that if you're in possession, as you said, it's tainted, what are they going to do with it? If you're in possession, are you liable to be charged? Uh, there there's, uh, it would be an investigation about that. And, and if they found there was a link before, certainly they'd be charged, yeah. Art crime investigations um, uh, in Canada happen happen all the time. What about your past position, as you said, uh, with uh, fine art transporters? How careful do people have to do? Does that happen during during the transporting? Do people intercept things? You know, things are stolen all the time. Things are, and there's a great example of a of a, a very expensive painting that was stolen in New Jersey. Um, but in that case. Uh, they they stole the truck thinking it was Christmas time and there was going to be a load of some sort of electronic goods in there. They opened it up and they found one crate. They they took the painting, they put it in a storage warehouse in Jersey, uh, one crate, nobody knows what's there, and they couldn't do anything with it. So they finally had to, they had to get a lawyer to, to negotiate something to get that, that return so they wouldn't uh, suffer too much you know, the consequences of stealing it. How tough is it? I mean, this was a portrait. He went to a lot of trouble. How tough is it to fake something like this? To fake to fake the piece? Yeah. Oh, it's easy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. There's there's uh, websites uh, all around. I think I think Fine Art America has that stock image available. You can get it as a painting, a print canvas, a metal print. You can get it on a greeting card, throw pillows, anything. <laughs> so. So you could have you can have something on archival papers probably sent to you within you know a week or inside a month anyways. So getting getting that image to replace w- would be very very easy. So when they say professional, you know, in, in our mind's eye, we think that there are you know people with extreme knowledge. You're saying technically right now, really anybody can do it. They really can. Anybody could do it. Yep. You know, as you think they're going to get it back, Mark. Um, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. We really have to get into the mindset of, of who took it and, and, and try and think about, as you said before, think about why would they, is it for monetary gain or is it for love? Um, I'm going to say this piece is probably for monetary gain, 
Um, so it, it might turn up somewhere or it might not. It might just just sit there. There's an interesting story uh, that, that happened a few years ago down in, uh, down in the U.S. where um, a couple went into a museum um, right at 9 o'clock. It was 9 o'clock in the morning, and um, uh, the staff was coming in, and the security guards were getting things opened up for the, meet, for the morning. The, the woman stayed and talked to the security guard. The man went up to the second floor, and stole, uh, it was, I think it was a $120 million painting, pulled it out of the frame, and then came down fairly quickly, and the lady turned, uh, both left quickly. And uh, the security guy, he, he had that little sense that something wasn't quite mm-hmm. right. So he went up and took a look. Painting's ripped out of its frame. They never found that painting until the couple both died. And they had it, they took it home, they put it on their bedroom wall, and enjoyed it for years. Nobody would have ever seen it or or thought it was there. But then you said this doesn't happen much. You just told me a story where it did happen. (laughs) Somebody's hanging out. Come on. I mean, they had it in their bedroom. Maybe somewhere there is somewhere there is somebody who has a a thing about Churchill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or, or Karsh. He's a brilliant photographer. He was just, and he he photographed so Mm -hmm. many amazing people in our lifetimes. That um, yeah yeah either that or or a big Churchill fan it could be it could be someone who keeps uh, memorabilia of Churchill or things like that that would be that would be an interesting spot to start looking if you're trying to find somebody in you know in that area that uh, might be might be interested in having that piece in particular yeah I guess I guess the internet too has a totally increase the chances of doing this we know there's a dark web and bad things happen on the dark web but if you want to keep things secret i mean people sell weapons don't they (laughs) on on the dark web so as you say there's not a market for it maybe there is now if you can advertise it in the secrecy yeah there would be there would be some i mean i mean there's there's always people in the world that have money uh that want to spend it on things like that but um you know I, i i guess my view comes from the legitimate art market, not from you know the uh, underground art market, and so I would say that, that chances are few and far between, and and few and far between that that somebody would say, "Go steal that for me," <laughs> you know. Exactly. You know, one of the things that we find so intriguing, and I mentioned the the Thomas Crown affair, is that it's such a white collar crime. It's a crime that it conjures up images in people's minds, doesn't it, of a world that they couldn't be part of. And you've just told a story. Maybe people do this and say, I love art and I want that thing and I, I'm going to steal it and I may never do anything with it. It kind of speaks to the power of art, doesn't it, Mark? Oh, absolutely. Art moves people in so many different ways. And, and this couple in the States, they might have just enjoyed the fact that they got away with it forever, you know. I know. So, I kind of so, like that. I'm sorry they stole it. I know it's wrong to steal. Yeah. And but the fact that they just kept it there and they did, you know, they just loved it for the sake of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That 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 that's what I was thinking too. You know, in in this case, I I hope it's somebody that was really in love with the piece and not not just uh, uh you know, wanted know. to make a fast buck here or there. Yeah. And I do know, long-lost relative or something. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ah, I should be in the world of uh, mystery writing here. Mark Starling, thank you so much for joining us. Have a thank nice you. night. 
Thank right. you, Arlene. Uh, Mark Starling is the president of Canadian art shipping company Packard and the past chair of the International Convention of Exhibition and Fine Art Transporters. There we go. He said people don't do it, and then told the story that people <laughs> people do do it. They put it on their bedroom wall. I heard another story that somebody just had it on a, in a closet and then opened the closet, and there was some, it was a Picasso or something. And that adds such a romance to it, you know, just love a painting and be moved so much. We will take a break. We will return in just a moment. Counterpoint. I'm Arlene Bynum, and this is On Point. <laughs> 